This episode is brought to you by The Princess Process. If you're just starting out in your business and you're trying to figure it all out on your own and you're still trading time for dollars or maybe you still have to have side hustles and part-time jobs to support yourself or you frankly aren't bringing in more than $35,000 a year in your business, then I invite you to join my VIP monthly membership, The Princess Process. Think about it. Every princess has a community that expects that she'll be queen one day, right? And every princess has an elite council who is training and grooming her for the day that she takes the throne. Inside my VIP membership program, The Princess Process, you get to benefit from my successful 10-year track record in sales and entrepreneurship, and you get the community of mission-minded, heart-centered entrepreneurs to support you on your rise to reign. Join me weekly for training and live laser group coaching to walk you through the exact steps you need to get you more clarity confidence, and cash flow in your business. Together, we master the six pillars of business from mindset, skill set, systems, branding, marketing, and sales to take you from princess to queen bee of your biz, getting you the income, impact, and freedom that you deserve. And when you join now, as a thank you for being a loyal listener, you get lifetime access to my $111 Sell Like a Queen 5-hour self-study course that can help you increase your sales up to 300%, and you get to keep that as my gift to you for life. My private clients invest thousands of dollars a month to work with me. So the Princess Process is the best place to work with me as your coach consistently with no commitment, no high fees, and access to live weekly group coaching and training available to no one else outside our VIPs. And just for the month of March, you can lock in your membership at $49 a month. But hurry, because the price goes up to $99 a month in April. So head on over to crownyourself.com forward slash the princess process and sign up today. Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com. And I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast on business, bodies, boys, bank accounts, and babies. And I am so excited today to introduce you someone very, very special and dear to my heart. Uh, this this individual, oh my goodness, this woman is going to rock your world as she has rocked mine. She is an the amazing and talented Bonnie Strati. She is has been a client of mine for almost two years, I have to say, and she is the founder of Bonnie Strati Coaching in Greenwich, Connecticut, and she provides comprehensive services that support and foster the health and wellness of her customers. She uses the ancient art of yoga to guide you while incorporating cutting edge modern science of athleticism and yoga to help you achieve your full potential. She has a multifaceted knowledge and program and experience in yoga, and she just 
she just brings so much to the table with her level of fitness expertise. And that has also led her to being the director of operations of the Institute of Yoga Sports Science. So I am so excited to bring on Bonnie. Bonnie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Kim. I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you. So I know I did not do your bio enough justice. So please, (laughs) please give us a little bit more history as to what got you started in A, the entrepreneurial world, but specifically in personal fitness. Okay. Where I guess this is one of those times where you just start at the beginning. So I, you know, was back in college. I graduated from Ithaca College with a degree in speech communications. So probably the basis of everything that we do is, is the skills of communication. And, you know, as a typical freshman, I gained that little freshman fret 15, which wasn't a little when I'm only 5'2", so on a 5'2 frame. And I came home that summer and kind of started dieting, doing the old Weight Watchers thing, and went to this, um, got, a, got a job teaching, teaching aerobics. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. Like I actually can combine, you know, losing weight, getting healthy and teaching something that's, that's kind of fun until I sat with the woman who ran the place in this really tiny room. And she sat there, we sat around this, you know, oblong table and smoking her cigarette, wanting to teach me how to sell. And I was like, you know, you're literally sitting there. I was all of 18 years old going, oh no, this is, this is not one where I want to be, but I really, I really like this teaching part of it. So I, I left. Matter of fact, a girlfriend of mine stayed, one of my best friends, she was my major in honor. She stayed on and I went back to college and found a place in up at the college to actually become a certified aerobics instructor. And that was back in the Jane Fonda days. You know, I used to take my my fellow, you know, college girls into the into the little lounge area and we would throw the Jane Fonda tape on and we would all, you know, jam out in our leg warmers and everything. That and- was my next question. <laughs> Did you actually wear the leg warmers? warmers and you know, the the whole Olivia Newton John soundtrack, that kind of you know, that kind of thing. It was yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. And you know, there was there was that element back then of this high impact you know, aerobics. And I've always been pretty intuitive, especially when it comes to, to my body. And there was something that, well, there wasn't something that told me, I just basically, I couldn't move that fast. You know, my father's born German and I have that little bit of German in me. I don't, I can't dance. You know? So when it came to the aerobics aspect, I, I added an element of power into it. So what, what we now call plyometrics, you know, like the jumps and everything, that was actually my aerobics class back then. And I sit there and I go, wow, if I, if I had more of that science knowledge back then, man, I, it would have, I would have gotten, you know, started a lot sooner. So, you know, I just, I, I went into that when I was in college. I actually moved out to California after I lived in college, lived in uh, Westlake Village, taught for under an amazing woman out there and just, you know, developed more skills, came back East, met my my ex-husband, you know, at the time, and he sort of had that forethought into personal training. Um, and I'm talking back in, in 1990, 
Mm -hmm. So where it was, you know, it, it was really for the people that could really afford it. It wasn't what it is today where, you know, much, much like coaching it, you know, everybody, everybody could use one. Mm -hmm. And if you walk around the gym and, and look at people and you're like, oh, you know, they're just doing the same exercise or they're, they're not making any changes. Well, it's really because they don't have the knowledge or they haven't done, you know, their research. But back then, personal training, you know, it, it was really, it was kind of for the, the, the elite in a way. But again, he had that, um, I have to give him that credit. He had that forethought and he said, do you want to, do you want to work half the hours and make the same money? And I was like, hell yeah. You know, <laughs> why not? That sounds amazing. You know, the only problem was I worked a quarter of the hours and made half the money, but I was still, I still had the freedom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it developed personal training degrees, eventually um, got into practicing yoga and then started my knowledge more into the aspect of, of yoga in flash forward to 2011 when I met Haley Winter, founder of the Institute of Yoga Sports Science. And I took the online training course to become a yoga sports coach. That was really that culmination of, of the turning point of how do I take all of this and bring it all together? And, you know, I think much like what you do when, when I work, when you and I work, work together, you know, it's about all those other tools that you bring in to make you unique. And it's all, it's all the experiences I, that I've had, including all the trainings and really where my heart lies. And my heart lies really in, in getting deep down into people and bringing, bringing them up to the level that they need to be, whether it be in their athletic performance or in their life based on their, their, physical, their physical being, whether they need an element of training, an element of nutrition, or that element. All, all of my teachings bring the element of yoga mm -hmm. in. Because as we, as we teach at the Institute of Yoga Sports Science, it's, it's, a, it's a more functional approach. So how, how specifically is it different than just your average yoga training? Like what makes yoga sports science different and unique? We, we dive into the, you know, the components of, of anatomy and biomechanics. So that when we, when we teach our coaches, you know, how to under, how to, how to create a yoga sequence based on our methodology. It's really around um, under, understanding what the, what the technique is you want to use. So based on an athlete's um, primary performance objective, right? So say, you know, a, a runner is, you know, looking to prevent a, um, a calf tear, or, some, or something like that. Then the focus will go on a technique that would go around preventing stress in the calf. Mm -hmm. And then you would, you would have certain techniques that you know, would lead up to that. And then your, your, counter, your counter technique. And then incorporating breathing. Breathing is a huge element because most people don't utilize to near capacity of what their lungs are capable of. So that's a primary element. It's, you know, we fully honor the, the, um, the ancient practice of yoga, but we're really just diving into that scientific, scientific side of it 
and, and the functionality and the functionality of it. And as, as I said, it becomes with, with more tools, with more knowledge, you're able to be so much, so much more creative mm-hmm. in, in, in what you're doing. One of the things that I found fascinating about yoga sports science and, and throughout the time that we've worked together is just the concept of how you train a, a catcher in baseball is going to be very different than how you train a pitcher using the methodologies that you use with yoga. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, yeah, the, the, the physical demands of, of a pitcher are different than, than a catcher when it comes to you know, their hip movement, or even if, even if you take it um, and take a look at a, um, you know, like a pitcher to a batter, you know, um, you know, in terms of similar in the amount of use in their legs, but then you have that rotational component. So you're, you're always, you're looking, you're looking at it as an overall sport. You're diving into what are the, um, um, the injuries, you know, the con- the common injuries for the athlete within that sport, understanding it. So it has that element of, you know, helping to prevent the injury, but then also giving them the element of what do they actually need to generate this much more? Because we know for elite athletes, it, it becomes about the marginal gain, right? And that marginal gain could be so, so small. And at the time when I was actually doing my training, I, I have a good friend that played some semi-pro ball. And he was sort of like my little guinea pig. He wasn't, he wasn't my case study athlete at the time, but, but he was, you know, wanted, wanted to, he was dealing with some hip stuff. And I was, you know, just saying, all right, well, I'm learning this. Let's try this. I'm learning this. Let's try this. So I was just trying all these techniques on him. And three months after we started, he had a major league tryout locally here. And I was able to actually, you know, go and observe him. And for a guy who was already throwing uh, 90 miles an hour, he added three miles an hour to his fastball. Dang. And we weren't, that wasn't even our objective. My objective was, you know, at that point in time with the little knowledge I had was just to give him some relief in the discomfort that he was feeling through in his hips. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, it was just something that you go, oh, wow. You know, and at 90 miles an hour, the percentage, don't, don't talk to me about math. I don't do numbers. I do words. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that, that that's pretty high at that, at that level. Yeah. And that's, and that's the amazing thing about any sort of high performance, right? So with high performance, it's the degrees of perfection. It's when you start learning anything, whether it's personal development or, you know, a sport, you improve a hundred percent the minute you, you start practicing because you, your improvement goes up as soon as you're able, if you've never picked up a golf club in your life and you are able to successfully swing, your improvement goes up a hundred percent. After that, the percentage really decreases as you get to that level of mastery. And once you got, get into the, like the three percentile, it is a, it is tiny little degrees of tweaks and shifts that you have to make in order to get to that, that elite one percent level so i would love for you to touch on how that applies to like personal development and coaching with high performance in particular okay i had one more thought though on the other thing oh yeah go for it 
<laughs> it just it just sort of it just sort of popped into my head that the other reason that I did want to go into this training was and it you you triggered it was saying the fact that you know it gets to be smaller and smaller and smaller and with the knowledge I have now it gave it gave me the confidence because when you're working with an elite athlete you know if you don't have if you don't have the the proper knowledge it, it could be the it could be the difference of them succeeding, them you know gaining all this in their sport, or you actually shutting them down from their sport by injuring them. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's where that element element of knowledge comes in. So now you want me to talk about how this moves into um, repeat that question. Well. I mean, you, you deal with the high performance on the actual physical level with dealing with elite high-performing athletes. Right. Now with high-performance coaching, the difference is it's less about, I'm, I'm not physically hands-on with a client as you are, but it's more about the mindset of that high-performance and then the degrees of which you can shift to that. So can you speak a little bit more on to how you got onto your own personal development journey and kind of where you were when we first started working together? Oh, a mess. I can completely and utterly say that now. Back then, it was like, you know, and I can be perfectly honest. I mean, and I will say it. How many times did you come on and I was sitting there, woo, you know, like just completely, completely shut down. And and why was that? Um, it, it was about... I think what I'm understanding now, it's about understanding how to create the space. Mm-hmm. Like I was so in my stuff and I, it just was just <laughs> like this. And I didn't, I didn't know how to go, you know, okay, it's over there. It's over here, there. I'm over here and I can actually, you know, put it in, put it into a little bit more perspective. So for me, that comes with, with the practice, with really the practice of the habits mm-hmm. and, and just perseverance, you know, just, just fall down, get up, get up, do it again, do it again. Don't want to drink my water. Okay. Missed a day. Get back on the bandwagon, you know, tomorrow. Don't feel like working out today. Just go, just get it done. It will start. I went this morning and I was just like, oh, I don't feel like working out. And, you know, people, people think because I'm in the business that I actually like working out. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily like working out. I like what it does for me. But sometimes when I'm there, you know, I am just like everybody else. I don't necessarily want to be there. And people think that, oh, because you're a trainer or because you practice that you actually enjoy it all the time. No, the difference is I go and do it whether I actually want to or not. Mm-hmm. Because I know I, I project to how I'm going to feel if I don't do it in a mm. sense. So I love the fact that you focus, that you shift into instead of, oh my God, I'm going to feel this pain and this struggle. You project to beyond the pain and the struggle and you project to the feeling after the workout where you're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's really about... Um, you know, it, it's, it's all the little things. It's, it's, you know, it's actually in a way it's sweating all the small stuff. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, so on that point, when I come up with, I love when I come up with stuff. Um, oh yeah. You no. Know, so where were we saying, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. 
No, sweat, sweat that small stuff, literally sweat through it so that you can create, create this bigger picture. And go ahead. Oh, so what would you say then were your biggest breakthroughs on the small things that you were, that maybe were becoming or feeling like big things that you were able to then sweat out in essence? Um, big things like big issues in my life or big issues of like, you know, when we started work together, working together, like you said, you're a bit of a mess, (laughs) a hot mess, but (laughs) you you can totally say how bad of a mess I was. A hot mess, but a bit of a mess. And so with the journey, what, what was the journey like for you when, as you, as you got the breakthroughs that you had, tell me a little bit more about that. Oh, wow. It was, you know, it's, and the interesting thing is like, I've had a lot of breakthroughs in the last, in the last weeks, in the last months of just, you know, as you and I were, you know, talking before we, we went on film that, you know, recently I was, I was faced with literally to the day being in the same situation that I was one year ago. Mm-hmm. And it took, it did take me five days to create that space because it was, it was so overwhelming to me. But within, within those five days, I was actually able to, to say, uh, you've been here before. Do you remember? Do you remember the pain you went through last year? Do you want to go down that same path? Mm-hmm. And it was in, it was in that moment in time that, you know, I remember the definition of insanity and you know, just decided to take that leap of faith and go in the other direction. And ironically, the the timing of my thinking of that and you actually sending me the email about doing this interview was just confirmation that I was I was about to head down the right path. So, you know, I thank you for, you know, being that little bit of catalyst right right there. But you it, it's really in and again my meditation practice has which we know last year I did a hundred days in a row and I wrote about it and then you fall off the bandwagon. That was the other sort of um, pinnacle point this year was going back for my third meditation training with my teacher, David Nickturn, who's just, you know, absolutely amazing and have him literally call me out in the group of eight people. As I said, I don't, um, you know, I'm kind of in and out of my practice and, and he just looked me square in the eye and he's like, if you're going to teach it, you have to practice it. And the very, very profound words for anybody in the industry of anything that we do, that it's, it's you know, practice what you preach. You can't, and, and when I train people, I don't ask people to do anything that I don't personally do unless it's something, you know, that I need them to do for knowledge base, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was sort of, that was sort of a really pinnacle moment this year also of being, all right, I, I, I need to change directions. And we only just started this year. So it's gonna be <laughs> such, it's gonna be such an amazing year for you. I'm so excited. So what would you say were your most epic and favorite failures? Because one of my things is I believe with with your failures, not, nothing's really a failure until you like if you learn from it and you grow from it. And sometimes it's those failures and that struggle that they can really skyrocket you to an amazing place. So what would you say is your favorite? My favorite failure. Hmm. Um, I 
you know, I mean, obviously I'm divorced now. So, you know, when you, when you take a look at, you know, walking away from, from a marriage and this is not, this is kind of scary because it's not really something that I talk about, you know, publicly. Um, I'm very private in private in that sense. And I, um, you know, but it's the realization that, you know, in essence, you failed at something um, because you were, it, it, it's obviously it's, it's a combination of more than, more than one person, but you know, you're, you're part of that. You're, you're part of that twosome. And when it doesn't, when it, when it doesn't work out, it is, you know, a failure, you know, on, on yourself also. So that was to me, you know, that was pretty, pretty epic because I'm the kind of person that I put every ounce of effort into everything and run it through the mill much longer than the average person, you know, might. <laughs> it's like, seriously, you went on that, but that long. Um, so that, that was, that to me was a, it was a big failure in that sense. And, you know, a lot in regards to my kids, mm -hmm. you know, that you let your kids, that you let your kids down and having to, to rebuild that. Um, but, again, whatever, you know, you, you take it and you turn it around and it's brought me, it's brought me to where I am. It's brought me to meet the people that I was supposed to meet, you know, in my lifetime to actually take me to where, to where I'm going. Mm -hmm. That was right around the time when, when we first started working together was about a year or so after yeah. you had gotten divorced and it wasn't even finalized. So it's, so how, what were the lessons that, what were the big lessons that you really learned that have set you up for what you're doing now and, and put you more into alignment with your purpose? Um, I think some of the lessons that I've learned are, um, well, believing in myself, number, number one, believing in what I actually have the ability to do and having to, having to almost remind myself on a daily basis because we tend to be too humble mm -hmm. and we tend to be like, yeah, you know, okay. And somebody like, you know, I was working with a, a client one day and it just, it was just one of those moments where everything came around full circle. And I, I said something and she looked at me and was like, wow, like, spot on like wow and you sit there and you're like you're like wow that was really cool how did I figure that out <laughs> I'm, st I'm still sometimes I amaze myself <laughs> I do it all the time too <laughs> I'm like oh I'm not really quite sure how 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 I did that but I, um yeah that was really that was that was really good and you know just because you pay attention to people and and you and you give them this this service so I lost my track on the question now. Sorry, I got so off. So what were the lessons that you learned from so, that? Oh, I, was I was talking about, you know, believing. Yeah, believing believing, believing in, in myself. Um, going off on my own was really about finding my voice and trusting, mm -hmm. trusting my voice and trusting that what I had to say people wanted, wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, I think those are the biggest the biggest things and then sort of, you know, also putting my foot down 
with with what I believe in and actually having to be like, you know what, I believe this is good for us and we should really try this. And then if it doesn't work and we can, we can go down another path, but oftentimes it does. And so I've, I've learned when I want something, when I believe in something to really go after it. And I know you're doing that now with YSS. So tell us a little bit about how you are growing and developing this company and some of the goals that you now have for, for that company that you have been so dedicated to. Okay. So I came on, I graduated from, from YSS back in 2012 and it was the first year that it was brought to the, it was opened up to the U S. So we went global. We went global that, that year. And after, after that, Haley had asked me, you know, to come on and start working and, you know, it was sort of this bits and pieces kind of thing coming together. And it was about this time, this time last year that, that Haley was basically, you know, like, Come on, come on board and here, take, take the ball and start to run with it. So we know that that last year was really um, about organizing, getting, getting the company organized because things were just, um, they just sort of gone all, all over the place. And as frustrated as I was at the end of the year, because for me, I want to see the money, the money coming in. I did, I think in January, one day stop and go, oh, Wow. I actually accomplished what I set out to do last year and we are now organized, you know, in order to move forward. So we have a couple different, different avenues that we go down. We have um, an online yoga sports coaching course where it's really a specialty yoga certification. So it's for either, you know, yoga, yoga teachers, trainers, physios, I, I have a podiatrist coming on to the next course. Mm-hmm. So anybody in that health related field that wants to be able to, you know, understand our methodology, get a little bit more on the anatomy and biomechanics and how, and how to create um, solid sequences with the understanding of, of an athlete. So that, that's one of our main focuses. It, it, it also, for the person that has never taught before, it gives them a yoga certification. So there's, there's two avenues that, that you can go there, but I really considered it, consider it a specialty because people are like, well, I've done my yoga teacher training. What? Well, yeah, you're going to get more in this course than, than you will in any other course as a yoga for athletes specialty course. And we do do live training. So we bring our, our foundation course, which is a, just a taster of our main course. We bring that into a live component. We have a, an online training component to that. So that's about 40 hours worth of work. I just got back from London. We were in London last month doing, um, actually a couple weeks ago, sorry. We did a fantastic two-day, two-day training at St. Mary's University. So we're usually there twice a year. I'd like to get one going here back in Brooklyn at our headquarters coming up in September. And, you know, I'm looking to take this course to the point where people actually say, hey, we want you come to our facility. Mm-hmm. So that, that's one of the goals that I, have, that I have with this company. We also have some other smaller products that we're launching this year. So I'm going to be really excited. I think uh, April, April or May and affiliate programs and um, little tidbit. We're going, we just went live on, went live on Facebook last week. We had so much, so much fun. I'm going to be back out there this week and start showing some, you know, some techniques and everything like that. And then answering questions and start to see what, what everybody out there wants 
from us, you know, how best we can serve, you know, our audience. Mm -hmm. Now, when we first started working together, this was not your 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 pa passion, your purpose. This was like it was something that you did. So, so really, what shifted into you having this level of clarity and focus now at, that you're scaling this company to be beyond, like it's already global. Now that you're scaling it to be a massive resource for yoga teachers and for athletic departments to bring you guys in as the knowledge base and resource for their teams? Um, what shifted? Um, I, I just think the main thing that shifted was my confidence. Um, you know, and ironically, when I, when we were at HBA back in, in September and, you know, I remember Brendan being like, or maybe it was actually at, maybe at EA and, and he was talking about people, you know, going on video and things like that. And he literally just stood up there and it's like, you're not in high school anymore. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm not. You mean I actually have to go? <laughs> so, so that just like stuck in my head and October, November, December, January, see, I have to count. Yep. You know what? Six six months later, I finally do my first Facebook Live, I and mean, I'm not in high school anymore. <laughs> you graduated. I graduated. I graduated. Look at me, Mom. I'm on TV, <laughs> and I actually had a really and I actually had a really fun time. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's it's really those that you know the celebrating the the, the small successes mm -hmm. and just you know being okay with, with, I don't want to say failing because not failing, but we just sort of rolled with the technical things and just was very, very relaxed about it. And knowing it doesn't have to be perfect. Amen. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, so I think, I think that's the biggest shift yeah. is, is not having to be perfect yeah. and, and just being. And letting it, letting it be what it is and growing it and trusting that it is perfect and it's re as it is and that that's the degrees of perfection, just like in your, in your coaching with athletes and you're working with athletes, it's you give them something and then you test and you tweak and you work with them to find that perfect acceleration because you're only working with those tiny degrees. So what would you, I know you've worked with like life coaches before. I know you had a life coach before me. Why do you, and, and I know you do coaching as well with health and nutrition. So why do you believe in coaching? Oh, because everybody needs a badass sparkly cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, that's like how I describe myself. It's, uh, I describe myself, my three words for clarity are a badass, sparkly cheerleader. So <laughs> that's good. That's good. That good. You know, because again, um, people hire me for my expertise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I watch people on a daily basis. I'm just, I'm an observer. And, you know, I watch somebody running down the street and you're like, so... You learned to run when you were a kid, but what makes you think you can run as an adult? And that, you know, everybody, and that wasn't, that wasn't in 
I wasn't saying that in judgment. I was saying that in observation Mm -hmm. of everybody can enhance themselves. And, you know, everybody has a specialty. Um, Let's say when I, when I got, when I did get married and I hired my professionals and they were like, you are the calmest bride. And I would go into the flower shop and I would say to the flower guy, I want purple flowers. I want them loose. I don't want, and this, this is what you do. So bring to me, you know, what, what you do, because that's, that's not my knowledge base. But for some reason, people think that they actually know how to live their life. Um, But every, everybody could use somebody to just um, hold them accountable, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and to, to be firm with them and say, are you being the best person that you want to be? You know, not, not that I want you, who do you want to be? Because I meet so many people and, you know, I met, met a guy the other day. I was talking, talking to him and, um, you know, he was kind of like Eeyore. <laughs> I actually kind of sent him, you know, a little picture of Eeyore. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, you're being like Eeyore. You know, you, you have the power. Um, you know, I was listening to a podcast this morning because I was getting, sometimes, you know me, when I get overwhelmed, I, you know, shut down a little bit. And it's that sense of being overwhelmed is, it really has to do with your mindset. You know, the power in your mind that's letting that, you know, engulf you. And, and people think that, you know, things happen to them, you know, but they really are in control of everything that goes, well, there's certain things, but, you know, that's circumstantial. But you know what I'm talking about, the things that happen generally in life on a, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in, in coaching in all aspects. You know, look at, look at an athlete. Look at how many, how many coaches and trainers and, you know, yoga sports coaches and physios mm-hmm that they actually have on their team. And, and as I said to somebody the other day, um, after I had been in this really bad rut and they looked at me in the eyes and they're like, oh my God, you're back and you're back better than ever. And I'm like, damn straight I am. And, I, yeah. and I said, I have a really good team. And this person said to me, like, I don't have a team. And it's like, well, then find a team. And, you know, as I know, you've taught me to reach my hand out and ask for help. That is a huge one, especially I think as, as women, that's the number one struggle that I see with all of my female clients is really asking for help and making those big asks rather than staying stuck. And I think that really does come down to a place where maybe it's a societal programming or some sort of conditioning where we believe that we have to prove ourselves in some way to be strong enough or smart enough. So we have to prove that we can do it on our own when that's, we totally can. It's just a lot easier to get that extra support to lift you up. That's one of the reasons why one of my clarity words 
is cheerleader. And that was actually one of the, the signs that Spike did, my husband did on our first date is when we were talking about what a relationship is, that relationship, especially a romantic relationship, is your teammate. And he put his hands out and unfolded them like a cheerleader because both he and I were cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. I was cheerleading captain. Uh, not, we were not, not at the same school, obviously not, but he put his hands out like a cheerleader and a cheerleader, she has her, she or he has her teammates, like they lift them up, they throw you in the air so that you can soar. That's what a team does. And they also catch you when you fall. And they catch you so that you don't hit your face and fall flat on your face. And that's one of the biggest lessons that if I could teach all the women in the world is really just asking for that extra support and growing from that. So how did you really build this team? Like what, what beliefs did you have that, or what habits, or how did you seek out the, the teammate, that you, the team that you now have around you that are the, like the handholding for support when you need it? Um, wow. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't easy to find. And I'm still, you know, I'm still also building that team. And I have, you know, I have a friend, friend here on the East coast. And I, you know, just said to him the other day, do you want to build a mastermind group? Um, you know, I just find it's, it's so, it's so tough because when we go to these conventions and things like this and you get, you know, engulfed by, by people and it's just so exciting. And then you go home and there's, you know, it's just, it's just a little, a little harder to find it. It's not because there aren't people that are high performers here, there's just people, they're just so caught up in their lives that they forget about that, you know, that other, that other element. So, uh, you know, one thing I think I've learned also to do is to confide in my mother, you know, a little bit more, which was always a great challenge growing, growing up and even, you know, into, into the years and into my, you know, divorce that I just, you know, there's times where I just need to hibernate and I need to go, I need to go deep inward um, to process everything, but also to, it's, yeah, I've got, I've got a circle, I've got a circle of friends that, that are there for me when I, when I get down into, into that place. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, all the tools that I've learned along the way, whether it's my meditation, journaling, um, you know, screaming a mantra over and over and over and over and over and over over as I'm driving the car, you know. Hey, yeah, I do it down the road too. I'm like the crazy person. I'm like, whatever you can, (laughs) or in my bubble of happiness. (laughs) Or, or, you know, I like, I, I, on the plane back from London, I was watching the Queen movie. So I just, you know, that's, that's my latest song is Don't Stop Me Now. I just jam it in the car and I just crank it up and I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know, and then certain things like that and songs that will just, you know, turn you around. I have a friend that I met, you know, a few years ago and he's in the, uh, he's in the television industry. And when I met him, he said, he said to me, the song that comes to mind when, when I think of you, when I met you was the theme song from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, the song, um, and it's been a while. (laughs) You have to go, you literally have to go back and listen to it. And Mm -hmm. I listened to it. And I was like, oh, wow, that, 
that sounds, that sounds like me. And, you know, she was such an amazing, an amazing woman. And, you know, again, when I get down, I'll just, I'll, I have it on my, in my playlist, I'll just go and, and play it and I'll play it over and over and over and over and over again until I start to feel better. So there's just, there's just a lot of different tools I have in the toolbox. When, and I think I, that's, I think that's something you really touched on in the beginning is you fall back on your habits and like always learning how to either tweak or completely find new habits. Your habits are the, what guide you to that next level of what you do. And it's also how fast you get back up. And I, that's something that I have seen over the course of working with you that you have just built this resilience of being able to pick yourself up back so much faster. And that's something that I just celebrate with you that it's, it's, because that is one of the key things that a lot of times when people get down, it doesn't matter, you know, we all know a a lot of times, especially high achievers, we will get back up eventually, but it comes down to, are you going to get back up consistently and faster so that that bad day doesn't turn into a bad week or a bad month, but that bad day, that bad, that trigger that hit you, you, you recognize it and you have the tools to recognize it. And so you shift it radically so that bad what we used to be a bad day turns into a bad hour or two i think it's also honoring for me um i'm a sagittarius i'm a fire sign you know we know about that (laughs) um you know like my highs are really high Mm -hmm. right i when i get excited there's it's it's not that sort of frenetic energy but it's i'm really excited and you know much like the kids but then when I, when, I, when I go from here to here, when I go from 100 to zero in a matter of, you know, 60 seconds, then it's like, boom. And I was telling someone today, it could be, it, it, it now will take maybe three things to bring me down. It could be one thing that brings me back up. Amen. So, and where in the past I've tried to say, okay, I want to bring myself more to this even keel and I've tried for years and I know my cycles. I know my habits. I know, I know what happens. And then all of a sudden recently I've been like, but this is who I am. So I need to just, you know, honor it and know that, you know, when I get down, that's when I call on people or, you know, I just need that one bit of excitement. That's going to pull me back, pull me back up. But I don't, I don't try to fight who I actually am because that you know that's kind of what makes me me and if i didn't if i didn't let myself be that person i would be somebody else and i would probably be miserable and like eeyore <laughs> you'd be sending a representative of yourself instead of actually being you yeah so when did you recognize the glorious amazing power <laughs> that is you oh I, honestly like <laughs> last week <laughs> i mean i knew she i knew she was in there you know, I, I saw glimpses, I saw, um, and actually I think, I think this, since maybe the middle of January, when I, when I started doing some things that were really, um, you know, putting, putting myself out there in a very, I'm going to call it a very naked way, like because letting myself be very vulnerable to situations and being okay with it. So, so, you know, when we, when we just put ourselves out there, we, you know, it's like, okay, here, here I am. Let's, let's see what happens to it. 
And so that, that was the start of it. And then having the opportunity to go, to go to London and it was my second event in London, everything ran smooth because I had everything automated, you know, even down to DocuSign and everything walked in. It was just, we just introduced and got started, you know, into the workshop. Um, We did, we actually filmed that, the entire weekend so that we can work towards, you know, what we want to do with that, with that product line and, you know, stood up and did some teaching in front of camera, um, felt good about it, had good responses to everything. So it's, it's, again, it was sort of that start of letting myself be vulnerable to something and, and finding out that, wow, okay, I didn't die. (laughs) Nobody got hurt, (laughs) that kind of thing. And then you just start to, 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 to build on it. So I, I'm really going to say about um, a little less than six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So do you think that, that vulnerability is like, how is vulnerability an asset? Um, it's an asset because it gives you an opportunity um, to really learn about yourself. You know, really what's, I think it goes down to your deep core values Mm -hmm. in a way. And you're able to, you know, put yourself out there and trust that no matter what happens, you'll always be okay. And that's huge. That is huge. Yeah. So what do you consider to be your kingdom? Oh kingdom <laughs> if you have a kingdom what would you consider that to be um oh gosh my kingdom is this fantasy land now <laughs> it's whatever you want it to be uh, no yeah I, I i think my kingdom is is much like what we say you know where's home it's sort of you know where wherever i am is my kingdom mm-hmm. um it's something that resides within me it's that deep inner strength and power that keeps me, you know, standing tall and plugging through. It's that spot that, you know, you tap into when the going gets tough. Um, and, you know, recently, you know, business-wise, it's, it's, it's at a point where, you know, you want to see the numbers starting to produce, but it's the, it's the perseverance. And it's just, okay, this is, this is that not fun time where you just, you know, kind of Groundhog's Day keep, keep, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's, you know, the kingdom within me that allows, allows me to do that. So, so I think my kingdom is really the strength within me. I'm going to say. I love that. Oh, Oh, just like, (laughs) like, I felt like, as you were saying that, like, I went so woo, my chakras were just being like, huh? So, (laughs) so rapid fire to wrap this up. So we're going to go through these questions like super quick. And then I want you to share all the goodness that you have to offer this world. So rapid fire, who is your female role model? Oh, gosh. Um, I think um, my female role model, I think when I thought about that, it was, um, I have two clients of mine. Mm-hmm. And they're both ones in their ones in their seventies and ones in their eighties. I've been with them for, gosh, well over well over twenty years. And they they taught me so much about strength. I, I've 
you know, seen them go through so many things within their family, within their own physical health. And they just stood tall, um, beautiful, elegant. And I've, I've, they're my role models because I hope to be as dignified as they are when I'm their age. Mm, I know you will be. So what is your favorite female character in a movie or a book? You don't understand me. I have something called movie amnesia. <laughs> I literally can watch a movie and at the end of the movie, the next time I go to watch it, I have no idea what happens at the end of the movie. So my favorite female, my favorite female character, gosh. Um, I'm or book. Really, or book. Um, I'm looking around at my books. <laughs> it's like I have yoga books and I have no story books. Um, people, I, mm, I'm blanking. Mm, okay. So if you were queen of a country, what would be your prime focus? My prime focus would be love. Love makes the world go round. Okay. If you ha if your palace had a curse jar, how often would you have to put in money daily? If we were all loving, never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You can drop a loving fuck from time to time. <laughs> if it was last week, it would be like <laughs> lots of money. Um, <laughs> nah, um, I, probably not, probably not that, not that often. What woman would you want to trade places with for just one day? You. Like, me? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a badass sparkly cheerleader for a day. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a magical life. I'm riding on unicorns on a regular basis. So <laughs> what three habits and beliefs have best served you on your road to crown yourself? Um, three. Only meditation. Three. Mm -hmm. um, water. Okay, because when I don't drink water, I wilt. And three habits. Um, the third one would just be, um, uh, you know, it, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of how to how to actually say it, because um, it's not exactly a habit, but it's it's um, basically the habit of of like not giving up. So the habit of just, just keep going, just keep plugging. Is that a habit? Yeah. Resiliency is totally a habit. Okay. Super. What message do you want to share with the world? I love you. <laughs> um, the message I want to share with the world, like in terms of my business or, or just in, in general, um, I, I think my message, and I posted this, this quote on, on Facebook the other day, cause I actually came up with my own quote and it's, um, you don't always, you don't always get what you want. You get what you need, but then sometimes you find out that what you need is actually what you want. That was good, wasn't it? Boom! Like that Boom. was like a mic drop Boom. right there. You know, and it's it's one of those it's one of those things where we want, we want, we want, but do is that really what what we want? And if you just take again create that space, see what the universe presents in front of you, in front of you, and then say, oh, 
wow, that's actually pretty cool. I wasn't expecting that, but the universe says that's what I need. And that's really what I wanted. I didn't want that over there because that wasn't treating me right. That was my ego or something telling me you need, you want, you want that, or you want that new shiny, you know, car, but the old jalopy is really the one that's going to be, you know, very trusting to, to drive you. Um, the, the other thing is just, um, you know, to really hone in and take care of, take care of yourself, you know, focus, focus on the self care. And, you know, we, we always talk about, you know, the difference between self care and being selfish mm-hmm. and, but, you know, self care is just, just so, so, so important from the body, from the mind and everything that goes along with it. So if you had to achieve all that you've achieved at twice the speed, all the breakthroughs, all the, all the, the massive learning that you've had over the years, how would you have done it? Um, I would have met you about 20 years earlier. <laughs> I don't think I would have had the skill set at like. <laughs> you never know. You never, you never know. Um, that, that, that's a tough one because it's, it's really about the journey. And, you know, I, I, I'm at the point where I actually, you know, I love who I am. I love where I am. Okay. Yeah. There's a few things I like in my life, but they're coming. And, but it's this amazing time period that I don't think I would have been ready for if I did it at twice the speed. So there's a reason that it took me this long. And I know we wanted things to happen a little bit sooner for me sometimes, but you know, we all, we all have the pace that we go out and that pace is the exact perfect pace for us. And we will eventually, we will eventually get there. Mm. So what does crown yourself mean to you? Oh, it's, um, my eyes like look up and light up and everything. It's, it's honoring everything about yourself as a woman. It's respecting yourself. It's believing in yourself. It's cheering yourself on. It's um, trusting, trusting your instincts, trusting your gut, um, and, and letting that bring out the authentic you. I think I'm going to have to use that to rewrite my copy. <laughs> I'm getting good at this copywriting. I mean, so, I mean, you're pretty damn good. So what do you have coming up if, that you can share with our audience? What, what do you have with yoga, sports science, and with your own personal coaching, if anybody is either, either digitally or if anybody just happens to be in Greenwich, Connecticut, meeting so oh, well. If anybody's here, if anybody's here local, you know, I will come to your home, and I will work with you in whatever capacity you're looking to, you know, work with, whether it's training or yoga or you know, add in the nutrition, the nutrition element. I'm doing a few classes. You can, if you want to find me on Facebook, at you know, Bonnie Strati, or and we will have all the links for your your both your own private coaching and for. Uh, yoga sports science in the show notes. So you'll be able to promote them all and check them all out. But what, what do you have? It has nuts. I like that. <laughs> my show, my nut, nuts or notes. 
Oh, I thought you said show nuts. I was like, oh, show notes. Notes. <laughs> Sorry. The balls of the show. <laughs> sure they're steel. Um. <laughs> so they'll be in the show notes. So what do you have coming up for YSS? I know you said you're launching soon. For YSS, we have, we have an online certification training course that begins March 23rd. And it is our, we decided to condense it down to just one training a year. So it will be the last time this year to train with us until 2020. And like I said, it's a, it's a, a specialty training and, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, if you're looking to, to add that element and learn more and connect with a company that's leading in the industry, then, you know, take a look at our website, contact me directly. And we have, um, like I said, we're going to be launching a product I'm hoping April 1st, if not, if not May 1st, we're looking to get a, a membership group going, L- link into us on Facebook. We're going Facebook lives. We're just going to, we're just going to be putting out a lot more free content this year. And it's, it's, it's an exciting, it's an exciting year. We've, I've got a lot of things up my sleeve that I'm not, I'm not able to put out yet because they're still, they're still definitely in the secret works. Yep. So Got it. You know, but follow, but follow us and you'll start to find everything out about it. Awesome. And we're back in, we're back in London in October. Might do one, maybe two trainings in London and in New York and Brooklyn for a live training. Uh, I think the weekend of the 21st of September. So that, that one's for anybody, anybody, they don't have, they don't have to have any experience with yoga. They can just, they can come and, and learn. And it's a, it's a really, really fun, fun weekend. Awesome. And the level, the mastery level though, is the one that's starting it on March 23rd. March 23rd, you, uh, we require one year of yoga experience, but we, we actually look for diverse backgrounds Mm -hmm. because then that brings into the group sessions all different. It's not, you're not the same people. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's nice when we have people from all different backgrounds, it really puts a really cool element and you get to meet people from all, um, last, last year I had a session where I had students from, from California to Chicago, to the UK, to South Africa, to Malaysia. So we actually spanned 12 hours worth of time zones in, in one training course and brought them all together in group sessions on zoom. So it was really, it was a lot, a lot of fun. And, and we, we have the, we've sort of mastered how to, how to create that community feeling in, in an online training for yoga, because it's, it's really never been done before, but we've been doing it for, for 10 years. So we're, we're the pioneers. Awesome. Well, yes. Bonnie, it has been such a pleasure having you on. Is it and- up already? Yes. <laughs> I know time flies when you're having so much fun. Uh, that's well, that's what you always used to say at the end of our sessions too. It's done. We're done. But you have to remind people that if this was a year ago, I would have never done this. I would have never, I would have never come on here with you. Why is that? I was definitely afraid. I, I was definitely afraid. I wouldn't be able to think clearly. I wouldn't be able to talk. I wouldn't be, I still can't necessarily talk, but I think I answered some questions. <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with talking. I would, again, I would have, I would have, I would have feared that it wasn't perfect instead of just relaxing and having fun and having a conversation with you. So for anybody that's listening that fears something like this, just, you know, just do it. Just, just, just do it. And, you, and you'll be like, why didn't I do this so 
many years ago. Ah, yes. Yes. And on that note, I thank you all for tuning in today. Thank you so much. And as always, own your throne, mind your business, make it rain. And if this episode, if you like this episode, please be sure to take a screenshot of it and tag us on Instagram in the stories at crown yourself now and definitely tag Bonnie as well and yoga sports science because I want to know what your top takeaways are and if you really really love this episode please leave a review in iTunes so that I can keep the content coming your way that you need to take you to your next level in all areas of your life thank you so much and I'll see you next time thank you so much for tuning in today if what you heard resonated with you be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crown yourself now, or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body business and life that rules.